My guest today is just a friend of mine that I know you will enjoy meeting as well. Yob Shahar and I have been buddies for a good while now, probably seven, eight years. We met in the media world. He's been in Hollywood. He's been in media and production. He's been in tech. He is a guy who knows a lot of things about a lot of things. And I've always found every conversation with him fascinating. Today, we're going to talk about Elon Musk, about Twitter, about Trump, about media in this country, about AI, where things are going. It is a great conversation, and I know you'll enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed having it with him. There was also maintained what was called an enemy's list. Democrats want Republicans dead. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody. The women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions. On January 6th of 2021, you had tens of thousands of people peacefully protesting. You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified. It's not a right-wing conspiracy theory. It's not QAnon. It's real. <laughs> I'm Rick Wilson, and this is The Enemies List. All right. Well, my guest today is Yob Shahar. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? Good. Long time no see. How you doing? I know. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. You know, we didn't, we folks, I got to tell you, we didn't really plan a whole day out here today on a whole bunch of topics because we usually like to just shoot the shit. And uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about where you see things going. I mean, you're a very uh, knowledgeable guy in the whole sort of metrics and media space. You understand a lot of where things are going uh, where eyeballs are traveling these days and what's happening. And I, I guess we should lead out with my favorite and your favorite topic. What's going on at the Bird Hell site? How long do you give it? <laughs> oh, I give it less than, well, it's done now. I, I Actually, it's over as we speak. I mean, with the Twitter that we know from sure. the last, I don't know, let's say seven to 10 years is done. It's gone. It's no longer there. And it's interesting. Right. If you look at the last, I would say, if you follow Elon in the last six weeks, especially, he's doing mm-hmm. a lot of speakerships with a lot of the uh, a lot of uh, conferences and seminars. And, and it's interesting when the upfront's coming up, how yep. advertiser friendly he's going to be because everyone fled. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, they'll come back. They'll come back. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. It's like it's like they are not brand cancer was what somebody t- said to me a few months ago. It's, it's, there's no, first of all, there's no reason. And second of all, if you, even if you unwrap what Twitter really is, it's the, it's not even the top 10 in the world when it comes to social media networks. It's, I don't even right. think it's in the top 15. And he paid 55, $54 billion for a, not even a top 20 global brand. That's it's real a, money, as they say. It's obscene. It's, it's like <laughs> almost like, you know what it was valued? I don't know if anyone really knows what it was really valued. It's in the twenties, right? Fourteen. I mean, twenty. Okay, like, okay. Maybe maybe at its peak, but fourteen. So he basically quadrupled the asking price. And if you're sitting on the Twitter's board, and you get an offer for fifty-four billion dollars, how do you turn? Oh, you're I gonna mean, take it. You have well, listen. You would have to take it if you're on the board and you get an offer for that. You have a fiduciary responsibility to say. Done. Well, a fool and his money will soon be parted for our shareholders. <laughs> and then when he tried to get out of it in the Delaware court, the judge is like, are you kidding me? You, you, no, you can't you, let all these people have, uh, you can't always, not only let these people down, you can't breach the contract. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, it just, it, it, I remember, I remember listening to Karis Wisher and Scott Galloway talking about it. They were both like, they were both like, he will break. The Delaware Chancery Court is not going to be fucked around with. He nope. will give in and he will he will write the check no matter who he's got to get the money from or no matter how much he's got to cash out of his Tesla stock. I mean, and that's the weird thing. It's like this guy is so entwined with so many major projects right now. It's like, just focus on one and do it right. Exactly. I mean, isn't is isn't doing, that half the battle in, in, in tech? It's like, you got to just, you got to make your brain work right. You got to find a way to, to, to lock up on a single project and really do it. And let's and let's give him credit on three things he has done right. He yeah. he's taken the electric vehicle and put it at scale, which yep. no one thought would be possible for another, I would say, ten to twelve more years that right. the, the scale that he has. Electric cars right. were coming, but he brought it at scale with you with and this is what bothers me a little bit about Tesla, because I think it's the greatest American success story since Apple. Um, American you can make that argument. The American government was 50% share, 50% partners in Tesla. Mm-hmm. And tax payers, we, we should feel pride and proud that we created 
the first global electronic vehicle uh, at scale. And of course, so give him credit for that. He's also doing incredible. And I know me and you uh, talked about this offline yeah, yeah. Uh, with SpaceX. I mean, oh, it's, it's huge. It's, he, it's phenomenal that he is dedicating the resources that he is to take that leap forward. Not for, and, and I'm not trying to get poetic here, but it is a humankind thing where you have to look at it from a macro sense. Absolutely. What, what he's doing for, and he's not doing it for humankind. So he's doing it because he's a capitalist. And that's why Tesla's so successful. And then the third thing, and out in California, he's doing a really good job with solar panels. So those are the three things. Like, but why, like you said, what, what, what bug got in his ass? To say, well, that's my I'm, question is, is and yeah. you know these, you know these people, you're out in that world. What the fuck is it? I mean, they, the, the wingers always joke about the woke mind virus, but there is some kind of virus in the valley. And more and more of these guys I, I talk to, they're like this weird techno libertarian, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. super, super edge cases now that guys, guys like 10 years ago that would, you, you'd lock them up in an insane asylum are now like running multi-billion dollar companies out of the valley. It's just like, what? <laughs> you know, I, I always thought, and I honestly thought that there was an ulterior motive, and it's not really materialized the way I thought. I shared this with you when it first happened, and I said he's going after red state dealership laws. If he owns their right, communication, right. If, if he owns their communication to their constituents, they will release the red state dealer laws because you can't walk into a Tesla. There's no Tesla store in a red state. Right. You, right. you can't walk into a store and say, I want to see that Tesla. Unless it's on an army base, which is very, very interesting. Yes, uh, so correct. The, <laughs> which you go back and forth between the dichotomy, between the, the mindset of who created this ecosystem, and I mean that literally, of green, and then you combine it with the, the rhetoric that he uses and, and who he cozies up with. It's so antithesis to, to logic. Yeah, but this, this circle of people around him, you know, and I mean, look, and when David Sachs is like the most normal guy in the circle of, of weird right-wing influences around you, it's like, what? In, I mean, he's with, you know, I, somebody told me recently, he's like, oh, he's buddies now with Cernovich and all these other weird, I'm like, get, I mean, come on. You know, being buddies with that guy is is a big red flag, as we both know. Oh, I yeah. mean, that, that's a main, that's a, and I don't want to get, I live probably about a mo- uh, an hour away from him. And the last thing I need is this crazy coming at me. <laughs> That list, that list, motherfucker, can stay down yeah, in the uh, orange right, county. <laughs> oh, I, we can go off. I can't wait oh, yeah. to get to our, our favorite topic, which is Trump. Yes. Back to Elon. You know, this thing is done. It's uh, and and you know what's fascinating, and and I, I will end that on this is that right now everyone's talking about like. Um, social media and so you know what we're not talking about out here hmm. is social media and media everything has taken a leapfrog light years leap in the last six months because of artificial television machine learning while the oh, government yeah. well the government now while brings tiktok into congress to talk about their social media campaign it, the ai is now light years ahead I mean, of where we we need to be to understand what's going on Support for Rick Wilson's The Enemies List comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable, all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com Wilson. That's odoo.com slash Wilson. Odoo. Modern management made simple. Listen, we, we've got people inside Lincoln Project now who are studying how we deal with this because the deep fakes are coming fast and furious. And I wrote about deep fakes back in 2018 in my book, my second book. And I told people like, this is coming. Now, we dodged the bullet in 2020 on them. But now we, you're we gonna see, we're going to see this year and next year video that is i mean even the stuff now they're going to fix the finger problem and they're going to fix a few of the other little things in the in the generative ai video products and we're going to see shit that looks absolutely real and we're going to see shit that looks that is unbelievably inflammatory and these guys are going to say like oh look at this thing of joe biden saying the n-word or whatever it is 
You're and 100% right. I That's am funny. I am I am mortified by that. I'm also mortified and 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 you know a lot more about this than I do. It's now starting to allow bad actors and oh. yes, these things cost a lot of money to put together, but once you get one, you can scale it up at lesser expense. It's starting to allow bad actors to persuade people using language that they that, that they find very 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 compelling and persuasive, you know, in ways that that are going to I mean, I, one of the most horrific ones I saw a few months ago was somebody had managed to hack around through ChatGPT4 with this prompt, like, convince me to tell people how to hate the Jews. And I mean, you're, and, it, and the arguments were, I mean, they were, they were amoral, but they were cogent. And that's what scares me because a lot of the, the, the people in this country that are, that are racists and assholes and idiots, the advantage is that they're assholes and idiots. Now you've got this ability to to convince normies of things, and I, I I think we're way behind the curve on dealing with how persuasive the AI stuff is going to get. Oh, it way behind the curve as a public. Now, if you peel back, I always like to look at it from a macro sense. I'll give you, as an American, I'll give you some good news. We're we're winning in AI right now. Yes, it's that we we're, mm-hmm. we are. If you look at it from a global sense. We're, right. we're, we're in the lead. And thank God, and you said you dodged a bullet in 2020, because if Russia, China, or any of the bad actors on a nation level, I'm not even talking about on a domestic level, but I'm talking about on an influential level, had the capability of what you put together with ChatGPT4, um, and they're going to get it, because if someone could do it domestically, they're going to figure it out. But we are, we are in the oh, lead. Yeah. What scares me and there was a little snippet in the 60 Minutes thing that they did with, um, with uh, Google. Right. And it really bothered me. And this is the one line that bothered me about it. And it really, I was like, you know what? We're doing it again. We're going to allow, so, and this is what he said. He figured out that the code, that, that the AI code learned Bangladesh, but they never wrote the code for the, for the language um, program to learn Bangladesh. It just oh, figured boy. it out on its own. So Scott, hmm. Pelley asked, Scott Pelley asked the guy, he goes, aren't, can't you see the next logical step on that? Like, why, why are you releasing that onto the world without any, and you're going to hate this word. I know you're going to hate this word because this is where me and you no longer, we, we draw the line, regulation, restrictions. How could you just reveal that to the world? And he goes, well, I'm not a brain surgeon, but we release that science out to the world. Oh my God! And it was so. They would, if and anyone remembers that line, I, I I was like my jaw dropped, and I was like, "How can you be so un? Not I want to say unethical, but cavalier." Well, and it, it is also it is also this belief that all technology is morally agnostic. Yeah, and, well, and, it is, and, 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 and that's Google's DNA. If you believe, right, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, which is, which you know, is very de- interesting. I mean, maybe as an addition to "Don't be evil," they should uh, do "Don't release our AI overlords so they can destroy us." But you know it. It I, I, I know. So you, as as you pointed out, like there, people are disappearing in the investment space from social media. Um, yes. But they're moving into AI, and I mean, it. it the, the, the implications of it are so broad. I mean, the idea that all the bot assholes we've had to deal with for years and years and years are suddenly going to be able to have original code running to write things that you can make it harder to detect. I think it's going to. I think. I think the 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 quality of life on social media is. It's going to drop. It's going to go to zero um, at some point. I'm going to, I'll do something for you right now because I have it on, I'm testing, I'm in a beta. So I have a program and what I'm, what it does, it's going to make me look at you the whole time. And what it's really going to be is I'm going to get up and walk away, but I'm not going to be sitting here. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If I have my camera, if I can have my camera on during Zoom calls and I can be doing something else while I'm doing it and people think I'm paying attention. just talking about i mean think about how uh nimble that is and we're not bad actors we're just friends fucking around like, right i'm gonna right, go in right. the other room right but let's fuck around let's fuck up find out and fuck around right and then the, you really yeah, get look, into trouble it's right? gonna be i mean the other the other thing the other day i was i was talking to a politician about was uh, a retired politician recently re- recently out of out of office and he said you know he goes, you know, I used to get catfished all the time by these beautiful women like, oh, Congressman, you're so hot. He goes, I knew it was all bullshit. 
He goes, because it's always like just, you know, a stock footage of some hot Asian girl or some hot <laughs> Latina girl, uh, you know, who obviously is going to be very interested in a 55-year-old congressman. And, and, and not politics in and out. Right, yeah, of course. And they're fascinated by his position on whatever bill, you know. Um, but, I mean, that idea, that that idea that people are going to get catfish, people are going to get scammed. I call it the scambularity because the, the scam front, there's always two things that technology gets, a, the two industries that adopt technology first. Um, various criminal activities and fraud and pornography. Pornography. I mean, which, which, which this is probably the first time in media history that pornography didn't come first when it came to de- technology being developed. Right. But I mean, it, you go through history, every poor form of technology, porn was like, oh, we know how to make money on this. Right. We're, oh, <laughs> yes. We're going to use these DVD <laughs> things and these VHS yes. tapes. And yeah, Absolutely. one thing led to another. And now at least Subgorica can have his dragon porn. I mean, finally, it'll look <laughs> realistic and not just those terrible cartoon anime things he had to get bootlegged, bootleg from Japan. Well, <laughs> Rick, have you... <laughs> <laughs> it carried from a suitcase right. smuggled in. <laughs> have you played around with AI yet? I mean, yeah, no, no. I've played around with it? I've played around with Midjourney and I've played around with GPT four. Now I, I will say this, luckily, it's not quite where it's gonna write TV scripts yet. It still misses yeah, let's some go culture, to that. It still misses some cultural context. But I mean, I, I I gotta tell you, I think the writer strike going on right now, which I support by it the way, sucks. folks, as a writer. But, uh, but I support it too, and I've been on the. So if you want to like jump back to yeah, my yeah, previous yeah. career, I was on that. I was on the other. I was against the writers, not All against, right. but well, I was yeah, right. But you were you were a counterparty to them at one point. Yes, I was a counter to. I was trying to make as much money as I can off of them uh, in, in a short amount of period of time as I could. Right, uh, and I totally support them. Uh, and it's all about the streaming wars right now, and it's all with, with the oh, fight. Yeah. and they deserve every every freaking penny. Every penny. Uh, that I mean, they get every they get. Yes. The 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 as somebody pointed out to me today, it's like everything the writers are asking for is like one fifth of the total executive bonuses paid at streaming uh, networks last year. The writers will get it, and, and the and they all. And here's what the here's the economics of it. It's brand new, and this is what happens. And I'll and I'll back up a little bit for a second. This was not supposed to happen until the next contract. Right. So this, this, what we're talking about now with why Disney Plus and MGM just came out with one, this was not supposed to happen until 2028 because we had a pandemic. We all went inside mm-hmm. for two years and everyone, and everyone was like, forget cable, which we will talk in a second why news is dying. Um, yes. I, I, will, get to I will consume I will consume my content. I'm going to be inside for the next 18 months. Disney, here's my 10 bucks. Entertain me because I have nothing else to do. Right. Netflix, here's this. Uh, Warner, um, HBO Max, Paramount. I mean, there's so many now. And that was not supposed to happen until the next contract. And they were going to figure the economics out. They were going to figure out what right, was going right. to happen. And they would have a little bit of a history. They would have more of an arc. But my God, we went from um, in three years before the pandemic, we went from 70 percent cable penetration to now for the first time ever. We're below the Rubicon. We're below 50 percent threshold. So now more of America has less more America is more of a cable cutter than ever in in history. There's no turning back. Right. Yeah. Once once people started cable cutting. And, 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 you know, the cable guys can go back and, and, and I, I told a cable executive this about two years ago. Um, I said the, the, the sunny days will end when COVID starts to really wind back and you guys will mm-hmm. fucking regret not, not allowing people a la carte pricing. You will fucking yeah, regret and it. Look what, and, and now and look people what are doing, doing their own sort of roll your own a la carte pricing on all this shit. And because of that, we're going to see the basic end of news because news is a basically a subsidized item inside of the media empires of our world. Absolutely. I'm uh, glad we're going to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, this because, has bothered me for a long time. It, 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 it's, it's like I've seen how CNN has collapsed. You're seeing now even, even Fox, the fucking behemoth, has cracks around the edges. Before Tucker, there were cracks around the edges because of the aging out of their audience. Um, and man, it just, it and nightly news, of course, is like, you, the only people watching it also fought in Vietnam. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing at <laughs> the, 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 the colloquial, the, the, right. the, the wordsmith, the wordsmith that you are. <laughs> uh, 
I, I've now looked back on it in my career. In the first part of my career, I did a long time at the Time Warner Turner Broadcasting. Sure. And there was a couple of seismic shifts, and I look back on it. The first seismic shift was when they sidelined Ted. Mm-hmm. And I look back on it now, more of them, again, I always look back on it macro now. And, you know, Ted was very careful never to cross church and state. We were never right. allowed to get close to, to, to the news, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, to the mm-hmm. news. We were never, as a business guy, we were, in fact, we were kept in separate buildings. We were not even in the same building in New York in, uh, in the 90s. Right. And... It wasn't until the AOL Time Warner mm-hmm. when it became a line item in a P&L instead of a newsmaking thing. Uh, you know, in preparation mm. for this, I was trying to think of all the uh, 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 American uh, newsworthy uh, events. And then right. you can think of one six, since 9-11. And after 9-11, can you think of any anchor after Aaron Brown took us through 9-11 that day? That has taken us through in a, like, has there ever, has there been someone that has taken us through, like, in one six, no one can say, oh, Brian Williams helped me through that day. Not, you know, no, that's gone. So that identity of news that I'm going to turn to that thing, yeah, and I'm going to get and, somebody to take me through this arc uh, is no longer on because we were all right. trying to get as many commercials I mean, as possible that, into the airplane. Yeah, that era of, that era of the Cronkite thing from our childhoods and from and of and then of the big three anchors of the Brokaw Jennings era rat Brokaw Jennings rather era those things are like our culture doesn't even have that anymore nothing they don't even have There's... I mean I think you could almost say that a part of the right has that in the in the in like Joe Rogan um where they have this sort of obsessive belief in his credibility um, but but I throw and if you're, Tucker if you're, was sort say, of there for them, but but it's not for Americans. It's for a a slice of an edge of a of a piece of it. So Joe is uh, Joe Rogan, who's very talented in what he does. I would I would make it more of the next how he's he's taking Howard Stern's mantle. So I, that's yeah, where I, I that's I'd the say lane, that, yeah. That's big, the in the, big, in the, uh, big in the uh, big in the big in the but not necessarily news qua news. No, no. And Howard was always close until later in his career. He never really dove into it unless he was in, unless he was running. Right, <laughs> right, right. Were you in, New- you were in New York at that time, weren't you? I was in New York in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s. Oh, early 2000s. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, back to, what's you, to Tucker. Yeah, Tucker would be the only person that someone could identify with, but it would only be for a certain segment. And I work with Tucker, and this is right. so fascinating about Tucker. Oh, now, g- go on. So, <laughs> I want, I want, the one thing Tucker, so Tucker, I, I, we all both all agree. We both mm-hmm. agree that Tucker doesn't believe eighty percent of the shit he says. We oh, both God, know. No. Uh, no, we. I knew. See, I knew him from press stuff, and you know, in Washington, not a not a word does he believe. He eighty percent. He is a. He is a traditional Reagan conservative, deep, 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 deep down. But no one wants to listen to that shit anymore, right? Right. That, that's so eighty percent of what he wants to be is relevant. Uh-huh. All he wants to be is relevant. So uh-huh. the only one that gets relevancy is uh, it, right now, unfortunately, is not sound of mind and rational thought and measured thinking. It's outrage, and that's you know, yep. and his outrage and his. And I'm. I'll tell you one source that told me the real reason he got out. Yeah, was go he, on. Uh, I'm, the real reason he got out wasn't um, anything that he said, right? They, like you said, there is an oppo file on this guy, right? Yeah, what, they know they know how how much of a slime ball he is. He's a, but they yeah. went to they went to him and they said to Sean, Sean, are you gonna play ball? Are you gonna are you gonna play ball with? Are you gonna help Fox News get through this? Right, right. Laura, are you gonna do the same? Maria, are you gonna do the same? You know, uh, what's the, the, the junk? What's her, the drudge? The drunk? A uh, pyro? Uh, pyro. You know, like, pyro. Yeah, yeah we, we're, 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 we're going to be good little soldiers. We'll get through this together. And Tucker was like, fuck that. No, I'm not. And they're going to say, I will tell on the stand all the stuff that I said. I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to do. He got, and I, and it, which is weird because back in the CNN days, he was a good little puppy dog. 
He did everything that right. everyone told him to do. So I, I was surprised he kind of he thought, likes he likes fame, my friend. So he played chicken, and from what I was told, with Murdoch, and I guess Murdoch was like, you know what? I just lost eight hundred billion, eight hundred million on this guy. I'm not going to do it again because I'm going to have to go through this again with the other one. Right, um, he's going to be a fucking loudmouth again. And, and that's what killed him. So what killed? What lost eight hundred million dollars? Do you want to see the c word in front of nine women in a in a courtroom? They're going to go. I don't care what if it's justified First Amendment. You're right. calling a woman a c word with nine women jurors already. There were nine yeah. women jurors sitting on that. Yeah, like, uh, watch watch how well that watch how well that goes <laughs> for you, Tuck. Tuck, and then and you know and his lead up to that when he was so defiant to like you know play ball here you know Tucker you know come right. with a conciliatory uh, attitude and he wasn't he was very defiant he was like no and 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 he's like well I'm not going to shell out another eight hundred million dollars for this guy um, yeah it, it it is a um, so here's the know, fascinating thing here, here yeah yeah Rick, and you're starting to hear it now but listen to listen to the in the ether, and you're going to hear it too. They're going to, he can't speak right now. You know that. Oh, they're I know. Totally, no, no. Uh, I know. I know. They're, so there's going to start, there's going to be a campaign done by his people and the right, and now that he's in their camp, mm-hmm. to release him from for his contract. And that's going to become a story uh, that's going to be pushed big time by Newsmax, by the Sinclair people, by oh, OAN, all, them. all of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. So. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. It's so, look, I mean, you, you know this landscape really well. So, so we've got this like constellation of of much, much, much lesser foxes out there: Newsmax, OAN, Sinclair, Daily Wire, The Blaze, all this cat and dog shit, right? I don't think any of them have the money or the juice to go out and actually bring Tucker in unless they swap equity to bring in. Oh, that. absolutely. No, I don't think Tucker is going to. I don't go think he even wants to, honestly. He, I think his name is big enough. Uh, now I'm talking about it. I don't, I don't like the guy, so don't no one give yeah, me yeah, a yeah. email on this. He is big enough to create a brand name for himself. He oh, can for sure, for sure. A multiple, uh, and I'm sure he's getting contacted left and right by everyone in my town. Like, yeah, they, of course, they, they want to make money off of him. Listen, as 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 liberal as that town is, there are a lot of people out there who 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 are, are in the Green Party. And by that, I mean, they see that Tucker Carlson could generate, you know, a billion dollars a year of rev if they did it right. But he has to get out of his contract. And if you remember, yep. he just signed a new one last year. So uh-huh. that, that's going to be that's going to be something else. The problem well, is I mean, negotiating it right now, but they don't want Tucker. So I know they don't want Tucker talking like if they're, they're going to release him. He's gonna yeah, have you notice the two videos he's done so far have been very elliptical, very sort of like, ah, yes, you know, yes, freedom yeah. of speech is good. Yeah, okay, Tucker. No yeah. censorship. Like, censorship <laughs> is bad. Oh, really? Um, R- really, Mr. First Amendment? But I mean, look, and I think going on to our, our favorite topic, um, Let's do it. I think Tucker's absence it does alter the 2024 race pretty substantially. I mean, Ron DeSantis was telling people I, I spoke to a donor who heard it out of his own mouth. DeSantis saying, I'm going to win the Tucker primary. I'm going to use Fox to get ahead of Trump. And, and now that that's gone. And, and, and obviously that actually was over before Tucker left, that Fox was going to get back on board and they were going to play ball. And Rupert's all Rupert's bullshit. Oh, I'm going to make him a non-person. He's done with me. It's all horseshit. I, I said it a year ago. Rupert, in the end, will bend the fucking knee just like he did in 16. Because in in 16, I sat in a room with a bunch of people and Rupert was taking a giant shit on Donald Trump. And two weeks later, the network is like, Donald Trump is the tallest, handsomest, most brilliant man in American history. His shit is solid lumps of gold that heal the sick (laughs) and raise the dead. I mean... The, uh, they, I, so, are we going to ignore your spot-on Australian Rupert Murdoch? I mean, my God, <laughs> that thing, that thing, I, 
we're going to ignore that, right? <laughs> Call up Pixar. You give them a vo- give them your give them your voice. That was like dead on. <laughs> that was fantastic. So I always had a I always had a conspiracy theory made up in my head that this was all done. But you just reminded me that they already came back to Trump, so that was not going to happen. That this was done so that Trump doesn't get it. Like they were going to remove all the Trump favoritism and put in people that will give DeSantis his platform, but. Already pivoted before this whole blow up. I, I, I know. I, I mean, look. I think. I think your your point exact is exactly right. Rupert doesn't want to have to deal with Tucker being around during Dominion. Or, I mean, during Smartmatic. He no, also no, doesn't, doesn't. want to have. He also doesn't want to spend his ninety third year of life having to listen to shareholder lawsuits coming against him from investors uh, that that they've mismanaged the golden goose. So they, and they and and you know what they did, unfortunately. It, Oh, fortunately, yeah. they did. Fortunately, I said unfortunately. Oh. I meant to say fortunately, they did. Right, right. It's better for America. Um, you know, I was there when news launched, Fox right. News launched, and it was so fascinating at what they've become because, yeah, they have those three hours of opinion, opinion, which is just basically propaganda uh, from the, mm-hmm. which from the five hundred one Cs, which that which. Citizens United is what really ruined television. Not not anything to do with anything besides that. But they, oh, what they yeah. did is they had they they had about twenty hours of news. I mean, they they covered uh, a lot of things with a slant. But back early on, and I'll tell you why they had to do it. This was very fascinating. Very few very few people know about this. No one wanted to carry Fox News on their cable systems. Back, That's right. Back in the day, they were like uh, CNN is the dominant. Who's going to pay? The gold standard. Yeah, I, no one's going to buy Fox News. So Rupert's like, okay, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. So he went across America, and he, and he paid, which is unheard of, and no one's ever done this since. And he did a Hail Mary, and he paid the cable operators to carry his network. And he started right. feeding them. Okay, so when that happened, he started to feed these people crack, which is outrage. Yep. It's, and, then once, and then when the black guy got uh, the president, it was all oh. There was a oh. there was a tone change inside that organization, that that the funny cha- the f- change. It, I felt it like I felt yeah. it. I felt a seismic shift at at the Turner headquarters, and and here's something that many people don't know. Like the Fox people that uh, on the on the business side, the sales people, people right. that settle all the strategy, the MSNBC people. We all know each other. We're not. We don't, we don't fucking hate each other. We're, we have families. We have right, you're all professionals. At, yeah. We're, and we all see each other at Little League games. And like, it's like, oh, that's the Fox, you know. And we're not, we're not going to, I'm going to beat that guy because they said this. Right, but, right, right. But when, that, when, but when that happened in our little thing, it was like, guys, what are you doing? Like, we started to say, what the fuck? Like, what, how could mm-hmm. you, like, like how, it's kind of racist, no? Like, you have to, like, you, you like lean into the people, like, are, are, are you getting that? Are you getting closer? And well, it made money. You know what it I? Made, you know what? You, a, you know what else? It, you know what else? I, 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 somebody told me this one time too. One of the reasons that Ailes jumped on it so fast was that at that point the metrics were starting to really dramatically improve, and they were seeing more and more more granularity of the audience, and that buying demo that was that was making them happy. Um, really drove him to say, wow, they'll watch 20 hours a day of this shit. If I'm talking about the Kenyan Muslim <laughs> socialist communist sleeper agent, dog eater, you know, all that shit. And so you did. That's what we got of, got from it. And and when I, was in the yeah, when I was in the political side, you know, it was the early days of that ecosystem emerging where Fox was like the p- peak of the pyramid, where if you got something into that, into, into Fox, anyhow, any way, it was going to ramify down to every other right-wing you know, speaker, talker, media outlet, etc. Something that we've talked about over the years, we've known each other, and I want to tell yeah. everyone the story of how Rick and I met. <laughs> I, I do want to talk about how Rick and I met because I do want to ask him a question that his fans are probably going to want to know. But before I get into that, when I was at Warner Brothers, I got uh, a manuscript, was it Rick? Or a <laughs> treatment? I don't know what it was, but all we saw... And uh, this is why we could pivot to Trump was uh, the title, and we all looked at it and it said, "Everything Trump touches dies." And everyone's <laughs> like, "I don't even need to see it." <laughs> That's the pitch. Like you don't even need 
you don't even need to see like when we were there we and again and i reached out to you yeah i said rick have you sold this yet yep and you said the book rights you did yep and i'm like well we want to come out to, yeah, out yeah. to la and i redid the whole schmooze yeah, yeah. i think you met with some executives i did i did we just didn't we didn't we didn't uh, eventually didn't get done because it was actually it is a better it is a better liter uh narrative told in the literary form of right. your voice than it would have done and, and you agree and it's a bestseller and have you ever and i'm gonna i hope you did did you ever fucking trademark that thing yes it's all, Thank God. It's all taken care of. Thank <laughs> God. Everyone wants to know if you trademarked that. Yes. That, that I, I, okay. I have to occasionally chase down people who are making t-shirts with that on it, but here we are, you know. And and Rick and I um, became friends after yep. we talked about that project. And yep. uh, and I'm so happy that we stayed uh, oh, friends yeah. and stayed in touch. Absolutely. Uh, I learned so much from you, my man. And likewise. Uh, likewise. Yeah. And I, so I have a story for you. Yes. I've had it already set up because our favorite topic is Donald Trump. And yes. I want to tell you the story when he called our office and he called our office at Warner Brothers and he demanded to speak to, to my boss at the time. And I'm not going to put his name on the, I don't want to mention it. Right, right. And, he, and, he, and we were like, you know, we get this, we get calls from these billionaire egocentric all the time. They probably want, uh, product placement. They probably want something. They probably want something. But we busy. Like we're not. They, right. He wasn't president then. This is actually. This is before. This is actually during the time. And let me back up and give you guys a little Hollywood history. If you remember when Christian Bale was sitting on top of that building in Hong Kong and Tom Cruise uh, did the um, climb up, that was all because the insurance companies were like, "Okay, go ahead, we'll cover this." Look, and then <laughs> everyone started to do shots of on buildings and flying off buildings and Mission Impossibles and Batman's and everything like that. So it started to become, if you remember, um, in the Mission Impossible on that building, and I'm, why can't the building that he jumps, he climbs up, right? The, the yeah, it, you know, it became a landmark thing. It's become like a thing for that building. It's become a uh, yeah, a, yeah. A, a, a signature move. So. The, the Batman one, mm -hmm. the, the buildings have become part of the scene and everything like that. And it's Thatcher. So he calls us up and finally we call him back. And we're like, yes, what, what would you like? Well, were we here? Okay, and this is, there's a, if you don't know Hollywood, you, if you know Hollywood, you're going to get the joke right when I tell you this. But um, we hear that there's going to be a Jason Bourne movie he's done in New York City. And we were thinking you guys would use Trump Tower. <laughs> I'm going to let you on the inside joke for the people in Hollywood. You already know that Jason Bourne wasn't ours. It was new to NBC Universals. We didn't own the right. <laughs> but my boss, who we are New Yorker as well, can't stand the guy. We were like, okay, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, he, he fucked around with Donald thinking that he, now he has a thing in his contract. If you were to use any of his properties, he will waive the fee if he's get put into the movie. Right, 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 right. So I don't know if people know that. So if you want to shoot on any of his properties when he was famous, that, I mean, now no one wants to go anywhere near his properties. But back then, you had to like pay fees and you would get, but if you put him in the movie so he can, you know, screw some Hollywood girls while he's married and his sons are home, he'll do it for free. Yeah, of course. So we were like, we'll send you the script. <laughs> <laughs> We went so far to write up a <laughs> and send it to him because we were like, yeah. so that we went to the Universal NBC thing, right? And and we find out that when he realized that we were fucking with him, and he thought it was the really Universal fucking with him, he actually came up with his new contract negotiations with the press, <laughs> and he said, "I want those people fired that told me that I was going to be Jason Bourne." That's how the story got back to us. And we were like, they, were, they were like, what the hell are you talking about? We, didn't, we never said we were going to be in the Jason Bourne movie. We don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, that was us. God, Donald, I hope you that's a that. solid that, prank right there. That was, a, that was a prank that we got back on him. And then 10 years later, or whatever it was, he became the fucking evilest president we've ever had in the world. And I feel, feel really good about it. You know, my little gift, my little, our little gift back to the world. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. My, uh, my, my, when I was working for Giuliani, I was a, in City Hall as a senior advisor to the mayor. I did the campaigns and blah, blah, blah. And at one point, because I, I, I was I got some asshole from Florida, right? I just came up and I asked one of the deputy mayors, I'm like, oh, well, does Donald Trump want to, you know, because he, he had given us some uh, access to some property for an event. And uh, we're like, oh, should we take and, and the guy looks at me, and goes, the only thing that fucking guy's going to get out of us is a couple of parking passes. He's an asshole. He's full of shit. And I was like, ooh, lights on. Because really, they, they all knew he was full of shit. And I, I, I learned quickly how full of shit he was. Because I, I started meeting like actual new, uh, this was in the 97 you, campaign. And then I was in the administration after that. But I, but I remember like the, suddenly I started meeting the actual billionaires who ran New York real estate, you know, the Vornado guys, the Bernie Mendix of the world. And these the, people are like, the real, the people, the yeah, they're right. Yeah. These people yeah. are like that fucking guy. He's like maybe in the top hundred uh, of developers in New York. It was what is the line that you have? You have a great line, and I don't know if it's your line or someone. He's a uh, broke guy. On no, no. It, a, a, uh, one of my one of my friends who's a private equity oh, guy. Your friend, yeah. Uh, I, in August of 2015, I went to see him, and I said, you know, because he had committed to to this Marco Super PAC that we were working. Um, yeah, we're going to help you out. And I went to him, and I said, listen, I know you're going to back out of Marco. He had already started to like get cold feet. I said, but you've got to do something about Trump. I said, the guy, even if he's only worth a billion dollars, he goes, wait a minute. He goes, Trump is not a fucking billionaire. He leans back in his chair and goes, I am a billionaire. Trump is a clown living on credit. And clown living on credit. Clown That's the living line. on credit. And I was just like, I walked out of the building like, I hope he's That's right. Perfect. I hope he's right. I hope he's right. Oh. And, I, and, and of course, what nobody saw coming was that Trump would go out there and raise money from a jajillion people, you know, nearly a billion dollars of, of small dollar donations that year. And holy shit. I mean, it just, yeah. he never had to spend his own money at all, which is his best case scenario. He still is not spending his own money. This of course is what not. I don't get about what's going on right now. Like, Look, man, he it, has them by the ball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and look, it, he runs the party. The party is his. It's not, I mean, for all the people jacking themselves off about Ron DeSantis for the last year and a half, it is always you can you, you called it you can I did I you said he would crumble under the national yep. spotlight you told me that offline yep. uh -huh. about a well, about year a year ago I said, said this fucking guy cannot do it he does not yes. have the juice and he doesn't but I remember it was just during a storm and I reached out to you that's said, right okay yes. that's and right you said, oh this guy's blah, blah, blah. and you reached out to you reached out to Ron himself because I think mm -hmm. you were on not speaking terms or people close to him yeah. And he's like, I'm talking to him now, and I forget what it was about. But you were like, you know what? And you hung up the phone, you called me back, and he's going to crumble under the spotlight. Yeah, he, can't, he's not he fucking can't do it. Yeah. He fucking can't do it. Can I, can I, can I tell you one, uh, the, the, and I was waiting to tell you this, yeah, yeah. the most underreported story about Donald Trump that only Mary Trump touched upon but doesn't get talked about enough. Tell me. The man is illiterate. Yes. No, I know this. I know this. Yes. I'm not, I'm not making a joke, and I'm not trying to – you know, I'm about to fucking be woke now. Um, be anti-illiterate in the context of who we're talking about and who he is, what he had to do, who he represented for four years during the first global. So I've been in a couple of meetings with him. Yep. And the one thing that, that we bought as, and they sold really good is that they said he has the attention span of a flea. And that's why we have to do diagrams and we have to do pictures. No, it's not because he's a guy. He doesn't. And Michael Cohen exhibited show when he when he when he did the audio tape. He follows the room very well, so he's not crazy. He knows when money comes up. He'll, he'll alert. I've seen him. I've seen him do it in person. Um, but he's illiterate. And the reason why they do all these pictograms and these things is not because he doesn't have an attention span. Right. It's because he doesn't understand the comprehension. Right. Of the of the language being put in front of them, especially on a uh, what's it called the PDB. Right now, PDBs oh, listen, are, I, I, yeah. are are co complex. In, in I mean, you got to be you got to be smart. I mean, he's got he 
can you imagine this guy who has who who can't even form a sentence reading a PDB about terrorism that is at the you know it's just listen it's, the, it's, the, it's shocking yeah, uh, and the, the the presidential daily brief um, and and other intelligence products are meant for people with a knowledge of the world. Uh, and the ability to think complex, abstract thoughts. And I will tell you this, the, the the Trump illiteracy story that I was told at one point. When he goes through an article with a Sharpie, he just looks for his name and underlines it. Sure. And then he goes back through and finds the sentences before and after his name to see if it, it's a good or a bad article. And basically, that's the same thing a fucking AI large language model does. It goes through random <laughs> sentences, hunting for keywords. Oh my God, he's the Terminator. <laughs> that biggest revelation about Trump. Oh my if God. If anyone wants to know about him and you want to go back over all the things. You remember when Michael Cohen uh, released the recordings of him during the Stormy Daniels payment? Right. Okay. There's a very small snippet. And this is what I, this is what I saw. And my interactions with Donald was this little sure. thing yeah. that Michael revealed. So they're talking about three things at once. If you remember this thing, he talks about three things at once. And one of the three things they're talking about is the payoff. So in that recording, there are three things going on. And because of his ADHD, probably, or whatever fucking drug he's on, he's, right. he's like, you know, in the sky, looking at porn, whatever he's doing. So one guy's talking about, you got to do this. One guy's going to do it. And Michael goes, well, you know, I got... I'll do the check like right, this, right, and right. come out of here and go like that. And you hear him go, wait, what? How are you going to do that? Say that again. And and then it goes back into like a crosstalk, and, and you kind of get muffled. Go, if everyone wants to know about how Donald Trump is in right. meetings, that's, the, that's how he is in meetings. Because until someone said, and it's very accurate, he's a transactional person. He has no relationships unless there's a transaction going on with it. And once the transaction conversation came up, and it didn't have to do about money. It oh, could yeah. be like, we're giving Stormy Daniels uh, bubble gum. He would be mm -hmm. like, all right, 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 what are we getting? You know, like, so um, we better get an NDA. If we give her a gum, we better get an NDA. Like, right. you know, let's not worry about that. Let's give her 130000 and don't worry about all that stuff. So anyway, <laughs> now that I thought, if anyone wants to peek of how he is in meetings and how, what the real Donald is, listen to that seven second when he all of a sudden snaps back into like, uh, like alertness. Is, to, yeah. Yes. And that's why uh, James Comey said he's not crazy. And he's the most mm -hmm. fascinating thing. He's because he follows, he can follow conversation. Right. He's not dumb that he can't follow. He's dumb. Well, I always say that, not dumb him. that he can't follow the guy, the guy's not, not smart. He's not an intellectual, but he has a lot of cunning. He's a feral guy. He's like Smith, mm -hmm. smells weaknesses and smells opportunities. And, uh, and unfortunately, He's going to stink up the national stage for the next 15 months while we uh, try to try to knock him out again. I well, hope you do. Brother, yeah. I am so glad you came on today. What a great conversation. I love seeing you, love even seeing if you it's too. over over video. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you know. I'm going to be out there soon, so Excellent. we'll get together. Absolutely. And, uh, Thanks on me. No, thank you again for coming on the okay. enemies list today. All right. See you, brother. See you, my man. the enemies list today I, I kind of hate to do this I spent a lot of happy happy um, hits years uh, of media hits at CNN and I, I don't like doing this but Chris Licht I think is making a giant mistake next week you're going to see Donald Trump get a hour long or 90 minute long whatever it is town hall on CNN one moderator we know what happens when Trump goes on stage we know what happens when you try to fact check him, even live on stage. He just bulldozes over everybody. It doesn't make any difference who the moderator is, how many fact checkers they have lurking off stage. Donald Trump will get out there and he will hammer away and brutalize every single person that ever tries to ask him questions in an interview. And it will end up being an hour or 90 minutes of Donald Trump once again gaslighting, lying distorting and dividing America at a way that he's being handed millions and millions of dollars of free media coverage. It's apparent to me that no one's learned the lessons of 2016, that you can't just let Trump run rampant. You cannot allow a person where the lie is never, ever corrected by the truth in time. 
CNN's doing this. I get it. It's driven by ratings. I understand they need them and they want them. But the moral consequences of this, it's going to be to normalize Trump again. It's going to be to put him back in the in the driver's seat. And we're going to be back to the cable networks covering Trump's plane sitting on the tarmac for 90 minutes before he gives a speech, darkening the sun for every other piece of dialogue out there and allowing him to lie again and again and again and again. I, there are so many people at CNN who I admire so much, and I, and I wish they weren't doing this this way. I wish they'd tape an interview with Trump and then correct it. But what's going to happen in this town hall is Trump is going to go out there. He's going to lie and lie and lie and lie and lie again. And even if the host corrects him, it won't matter. Because the people watching don't hear the correction. They only hear the lie. So CNN, this week, you're on the enemies list. Get your shit together. been the enemies list and if you've been enraged or engaged or enlivened by this week's episode let's do something about it this podcast is part of resolute square a new front in the war to preserve democracy we were looking for a place to fight back against the maga media and this is it in addition to this podcast and many others each week resolute square members will sit down with me and other founders for an intimate meeting of the minds talking about what's really going on behind the curtain of American politics and analyzing the minds and the motivations of the people that are shaping this country's future, good and bad, along with exclusive analysis and insight from our newsletters, which are anything but conventional wisdom. And yes, we'll also have merch to make the MAGA heads in your life furious and more. Become a partner in this fight at ResoluteSquare.com enemies. And folks, if you could like, subscribe, and rate the podcast, I would be enormously grateful. And I cannot tell you how grateful and how heartfelt your support has been for this podcast and for these conversations. And we look forward to many, many more. Thanks again. And remember, whatever you do, stay off the list.